Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Villarucci Podcast. Honest, uncensored, and unedited discussions about life and everything in it. So sit back, relax, and let's start the show. Yeah, we are recording, and we are live now. Hello. We're running late, <laughs> but sounding Hello. great. Hello, everyone. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, right. yeah, I mean, I haven't got much more to say. We, we've been chatting for a while now. <laughs> yeah, we've been chatting for uh, 41 minutes now. <laughs> what have we talked about we're off air? We've talked about uh, Turkish superstars, Bollywood. Oh, yeah. Uh, I um, was Larry singing Grayson. Christmas songs. <laughs> Larry Graceman. Like yeah, Grayson. Larry Grayson, yeah. And that's it. Um, that's it. Bag, uh, yeah, Baggy 3 trailer. Watch that. It's good stuff. Yeah, um, there you go. Uh, well, oh, I must have been away for that. Oh, right. it's, a, it's a bit um, uh, disjointed, but Andrew, what's the thing you've been waiting to talk about all week about Star Trek? It, it's all I've been able to talk about. <laughs> uh, no, it's only because um, I've been re-watching uh, Star Trek Voyager uh, just for, for reasons. Uh, Which one's this now? Uh, that's is with the... Patrick Stewart. No, that's two more on from Patrick Stewart. So that's so you had Star Trek the original series TOS, which you're TOS, on, yeah. um, and and sort of you also have the animated TAS, which is the original series cast, but doing voices for a cartoon. Is um, that still canon? It's it's yeah. canon, yeah. Because there are a couple of re- is, yeah, there's yeah. a couple of references late in later series um, mm. that make it canon. But so I think it is regarded as canon, but it's not. It's sort of like stepchild canon it's not quite yeah yeah it's uh it's star wars holiday special it's uh yeah. it's a bit like eh. yeah but that is canon that i know technically canon, yeah they, they mentioned life day in something solo I yeah think they mentioned life but day it's gone anyway anyhow yeah so from star trek uh after the original crew you then had star trek the next generation which is the one with patrick stewart which is where well, we got you to watch a uh, code of honor with the racist yeah. episode you then had deep space nine which was set on a space station um, which definitely didn't rip off Babylon 5. And then you have, oh, yeah. because J. Michael Straczynski took his pitch and series Bible and everything to them, to start uh, to Paramount for Babylon 5. And they were like, oh, it's not really for us. Hey, we've got a new Star Trek show set on a space station that we just came up with, coincidentally. Um, and then you have Voyager. So they, they call it the next generation era because they all, they all are very loosely connected. They all, so for example, Deep Space Nine, the pilot has um, uh, the Enterprise, Picard's Enterprise, at the station, helping it lo- yeah. uh, start up. There are crossover episodes. <laughs> like jump-starting uh, the engine. With, it's got the leads on it. So. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And then, and then <laughs> Voyager. Yeah, it's a backdoor pilot kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah. It's a backdoor pilot, but it's, yeah. they, they sort of crossover bit, yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of handing the torch. And then yeah, they all, yeah, yeah, they all slightly overlapped. So I don't think... I think Next Generation was off the air or had finished and was into films by the time that Voyager had started. Um, so then Voyager... Voyager actually launches from... On its mission from, from Deep Space Nine, Nine yeah. yeah. So Voyager is where they're lost... On the other side of the so galaxy. What were you talking about? Well, let me get to it. You oh, asking what it was? I've lost track of what was. <laughs> well, you, you asked the question. You then need to listen. Oh, to the right, your story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then it was about because I was rewatching Voyager because I don't right. just randomly type what can I say on the podcast. It occurred so uh, there was an episode of Voyager where they passed the fictional warp ten, which is something they never. You know, they would say, "Oh, it's impossible to do that. Oh, it's right, impossible okay. to do that." Um, so somebody uh, who was a big has Star science Trek fan, told us in any of the episodes what one warp what is worth speed wise. Uh, I think they sort of slightly kind of fudge it as they go. Cause and it is speed. It's not like going through wormholes, all these warps. It's a speed. No, 
the idea of I think the idea of warp space is it essentially oh, so warp spaces it. Okay, like right. that it bends yeah. it like that and you cross oh, okay, the gap. Okay, yeah, so between. you can't really say speed. It's just no, bending. No. Okay. Well, yeah, I suppose it's distant. It is speed technically. So further it's the, warping it's the would be bending you it. Yeah. yeah, so it'd be the higher the warp, the more it's bending. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So ten, like ten, would be like instant travel anywhere because it's basically touching everything. Yeah, I think they imply like that ten is essentially or... light speed. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's not very fast. Yeah, it's pretty fast here. Yeah. It's well, pretty not in the, <laughs> not in the future. <laughs> um, to travel like, between planets like takes fucking hundreds of years. It's not. It's only small. It's only good compared. If we're apes, it's fast to us. Yeah, it must be. Is it fast and light? It must be fast and light speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's I suppose, maybe warp speed. If is you're warping, well. then it's different. Then light speeds are relevant as to how much yeah. you're warping it. Because mm. they always they they slightly yeah they kind of fudge it as they go along you know because there's even stuff about hey we'll go to this galaxy and then it's like oh no actually we can't go to other galaxies oh we'll go to the other end of the galaxy oh no wait a minute we can only go to a quadrant in our galaxy you know so they sort of try right, to yeah. unify Warps the in. science anyway can we get Neil so, deGrasse Tyson on the phone hang on let me see what his name is just a sort of how fast is warp speed yeah no, I think he's I think he's away go on yeah he's uh we'll check he's on hold yeah. and um <laughs> so yeah so in this episode of Star Trek they in this particular episode of Voyager they cross the fictional warp 10 barrier which right. up until then you know was always the thing of like oh you can't ever go that fast um and it causes one of the crew members to mutate because he goes so fast. It's like he's traveling in the future. He mutates right, to a higher yeah, form yeah. of life. Somebody wrote this up as a paper saying about ways that they could overcome the hazards of trying to travel at warp 10 to avoid mutation, submitted it to several um, journals, open access journals, and got it published in several <laughs> because all he did was change he changed quite a bit of it to make it sound less fictional but he still kept in things like starfleet academy and warp 10 i think he submitted it to 10 open access journals incidentally these all although they're open access uh they do charge fees now most a lot of journals are not open access therefore academics to submit papers to but they don't charge you because if you're an acad you know if you're a professor of whatever you want to submit a paper on this or so he's that not, he's not sending in a script he's sending in a scientific breakdown of something yeah he, ba oh, he okay. basically just took the plot and said this is how we can overcome uh being mutated into fish people <laughs> by traveling like, was he trying to get it sort of peer-reviewed was this yeah. peer-reviewed well that was that that was his point he said like these journals all claim to be like hey or, hey you'll be you know be scrutinized we'll have an editorial and then you know we might publish it and he said no they just if you pay if basically if you check clears they'll publish it oh, nice. like they don't he, he said only out of the 10 he submitted to only one flagged and they didn't it still didn't stop them barring um the uh publishing it that they said isn't starfleet starfleet academy is a is also a fictional thing isn't it that was it that was their one note have, have you been paying attention to all this um the what's spilling out about the, the new york times best list and like how you basically buy your way onto it have you been paying uh, attention to this no I'm, no yeah it's been going on for about six months somebody <clears throat> realized that um you can bulk purchase, which has basically been going on now, um, a lot. Uh, where if you want to get onto the New York Times bestseller list, which then means you're an author and get onto TV, yeah. um, but people have just been companies have just been bulk buying their own books to get you on there to say I'm a New York. And the biggest one has been, um, which broke it all really. The whole story was um, Trump's son who released a book. And it just went, it was a shit book, and it, but it was on the New York Times bestseller list and somebody sort of tracked through it and found out that, oh, there's all these loopholes that, and he'd, I think it was like, I can't remember exactly, but it's either like 10,000 
books gets you on there or 5,000 books. And then they traced it back to there was a mysterious purchase of either 9,000 books or 4,000, just below the threshold of what it took to get you on there. And um, yeah, there's mysterious bulk purchases. So now if you go on to the, 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 um, how many books have been sold, they actually have to put a little symbol which says this most of this has been done by bulk. So what was had was had been going on, publishers or companies have been getting somebody to write a book and then just buying masses of loads of these books to get onto the ten the New York Times list and then have the promotion because everyone's looking at that Times list to go, oh, who were the main? But it's actually a big con because they've been buying all the books themselves to get so, them. So publi- publishers inflating their own sales. Yeah, yeah and it's like it, it became the norm. So now they've got a little symbol to say, like, most of this has come from, like, bulk purchasing. But Trump's son's one, it was just below the threshold of how many books you need to get onto the list had been purchased. Um so now even that just it just it's like constantly you just can't we like bullshit everywhere just yeah of pure. course yeah i mean uh, who's, who's the artist who's the the modern artist uh crystal skull um and uh shark and formaldehyde oh um damien hurst oh damien, damien hurst i was thinking damien lewis i knew damien i was going damien lewis <laughs> but that's the actor I was the shark that's anyway. cut in half half that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um yeah uh, Damien Hurst. Um, he did a similar thing. That there was a similar thing with the Crystal Skull that he did. This, yeah. uh, this, uh, a very elaborate had loads of diamonds and jewels. Knowledge was their treasure. So Damien <laughs> Hurst is he's a, 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 a sculptor, is an artist, isn't he? Just yeah, modern artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. A very, very sort of famous, controversial artist. Very yeah. sort of uh, shock. You know, there's a lot of shock stuff. And he, um, and and there was a thing where he sold this uh, work a while ago now, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and it went for 30 million, I think, at the time. And it was one of the uh, most expensive pieces. I think it's the most expensive piece of modern art ever sold, let's say. Yeah. And basically what, what they found is that it was a consortium bought it that he was a part of. Wow. And oh. he had he had a backer. He had, a, he had someone who was funding him, you know, several sort of people who were sort of funding him. And also people who had bought his previous works, some people who had bought his previous works. And what they were doing was oh, right, basically yeah. inflating the price as a publicity stunt in order to um, inflate the value of his other works. Yeah. So here is a man who has um, something that's gone for 30 million. Therefore his other works are yeah. worth an awful lot of money yeah. and it inflates his value, his brand. And, it, and it's all about promoting his brand as well. So he actually put in tons of his own money, I can't remember how much now. It's really, really, really interesting. It's documentary about this. Um, it wasn't illegal, but it's it's not. Yeah. It's a bit shady the way the money was going around. Um, and yeah, it was sort of he put money into his, the purchase of his own work of art to inflate his brand. And it's yeah, again, it's very. Strange. Was it Damien yeah. Hurst that did the um, destroying a painting or something like that? And you could watch it, was it being Banksy. destroyed. That was, was Banksy, that Banksy? Yeah. What was it? What yeah. was it? It was a. Was it a trick or? It, it, well, yeah, because they they had an auction for um, yeah. uh, something. It was a ca- uh, work of his on canvas in yeah. a in a frame. Yeah, and they sold it for I think quite a bit, like a million or two million or three million or something. It was a decent amount. Yeah, and they went sold. And as soon as they went sold, there was a message went out, and there was a uh, a shredder at the bottom of the print of the frame. Oh, yeah, that the was Banksy, it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, 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 the Banksy one. And there was a, there was a shredder. So literally, as soon as it got sold. It went and then went down and then just shredded this this painting. And what was the picture. point of that? What was the what was his? It's a joke. It was a joke. And it the was whole thing was a joke. joke. Oh no! I think the guy spent the money on it, but um, but they're but, saying that that's now worth it because of that moment, aren't they? That, yeah, it's now worth almost what you know. This, but but this it's kind gone. Of 
So no, it's, it's worth more now because it, because because we know about it. it we, we, you wouldn't have heard about it. Oh, right. And this became that's, like a world yeah. famous like j- practical joke kind of thing. Well, they're saying so. that's what his art is. His art is promotion. That's what his art is. If you kind of, me. yeah. It's oh, quite nice. satirical as well, isn't yeah. it? Often. Well, There's a meta to, quality to a lot yeah. of it, yeah. So, but that's almost like, surely that's um, almost a type of insider trading if you're associated with something that's inflating things and deflating. You can't have any sort of connection uh, to the thing. Because yeah. otherwise, yeah. Wouldn't you, why would you not all do it? Why would you not go, right, let's just get all these artworks are worth not a lot. Let's just sell one. Let's buy it ourselves for 30 million. And that makes all the other ones more expensive. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like stock market, isn't it? You know, something is actually only valued that, yeah, if that people can't decide be. its value. It, it's mona- market manipulation, so. Yeah. Yes. Well, talking of um, raising the bar, have you heard all the Joe Rogan thing that what's happened? Uh, what, he's uh, got a Spotify deal? Yeah, so um, basically what he's done is he's sold his show to Spotify for $100 million. Um and uh, so now what's happened is... I think we've he, got a similar deal on the way, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Any day now, boys. Any day, come on. <laughs> dot those T's, yeah. cross those yeah. I's. By the way, I will get that fiver back to you for next week. I'm just waiting for me money to come through. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> the cash converters. Right? roll to come through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the cash converters open, I'll be ready. I'll catch you that thing. Yeah, as soon as that cash converters <laughs> open, I'll fucking down yeah. there like a whip it. Yeah. No, well, but will, we, will we be able to claim our mic purchases back on that 100 million? <laughs> The 30 quid, I can get 12 quid, surely, mate. If we all go around the cash and stand in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Suffer the God, that, That's going to be a sad queue, isn't it? Yeah. Like during, during Corona lockdown, all the crackheads there yeah. with their son's PlayStation, oh, just God. queuing for like to get a tenner out of it. Well, so, so basically what's happened is, um, yes, yeah, so he sold it for 100 million. But what he's now done, really, because podcasts have always been this thing in the background of mainstream media. And he said, by this one deal for 100 million it's basically now raised the bar in media mm. to say look this is a serious thing now by him okay. getting that amount everybody below can now barter for a better deal because somebody is taking it seriously like the artwork thing that's what reminded me of it if that's now worth that then all the other shows are worth that so now that but that bar in terms of society podcasts are now a major 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 thing um whereas before they, it was still sort of catching up with the rest of media um, so yeah, it's good news for the future. Yeah. Well, it, it's, I suppose it's like uh, footballers' wages. Is that you know? Yeah, you one person. Then they yeah, one person. They yeah. raise the bar. So you go, okay, this person's then worth this. So therefore, yeah. I'm not maybe best in the world, but maybe I should be getting a half or third of what he's getting. Do you remember? So it raises the level. For you might not know this, but a few years ago, do you remember there was um, all the the podcasts were being sort of held to ransom, like major podcasts, because somebody realised there was a little loophole. In, you know, because all these things like the internet, like laws have to catch up with technology, Law, you know, yeah, rules yeah, have to yeah. catch up. And what was happening, somebody realized in um, California, this group of people, I think one was a lawyer, that there was a loophole that nobody had copyrighted putting things on the internet in a chronology, like number one, number two, number three, <gasps> that, that little bit of software that put things in a chronology hadn't been copyrighted. So they copyrighted it. And then basically went around to each podcast individually and said, look, you're going to have to pay us royalties because you have not used, you've used something that we now own. Um, the patent trolling. Yeah, patent. Called. That was it. Yeah, yeah sorry, patent yeah. troll. And um, they, a lot of these podcasts had to go on each other's podcasts and say, look, they're, they're hitting us one by one. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people had paid the money. 
um to just, just, to, say, just for them to go away because they yeah. ask for a, they usually ask for a smallish amount That's so right, they'll yeah. come to you and they'll say we're going to sue you and tie you up for, yeah. for millions we might not do it but we'll tie you up and just give us a couple years. of quid yeah and then they were pushing us, their give luck us five grand and we'll fuck off and, and then like, there was yeah then there was major shows saying going on and saying to i think one went on joe rogan's show and they were saying look you've got to we need to have this thing fund put together to fight these people because they're literally chopping us off one by one. Yeah. Um, and I think it's sort of figured out that they went away in the end and people realised that these pieces of shit have literally just copyrighted this thing to get money out of people. Um, um, pe- people go and buy, this is the thing, people go and buy old copyrights and weird sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, like I heard stories, I don't know whether it's true or not, but I've heard le- urban legends, let's say, of um, uh, people going around, uh, people, someone bought like the copyright for the photocopier. Oh. And then they were going around to offices with photocopiers, saying, "Well, we own the. You haven't asked for for the right yeah. to. We own we own the the paint for the copyright. You're using uh, a photocopier. You haven't asked us for it. Uh, we're going to sue you for a hundred million dollars unless you give us three grand." And yeah. they're just like, "What?" And they're yeah. just like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And like really basic stuff, you know, like pencils and like kind of <laughs> staplers and stuff. And they're like, "Yeah, we own." And because so, some of them are very broad and nebulous, like yeah. there was uh, someone tried to get the patent or did have the patent for like storing in data on on your computer. <laughs> the concept, the concept of storing data, like like bi- like um, yeah, binary data onto the uh, c- computer. Um, it, I, and they did try and like I think they tried legally to sort of uh, you know sue people and stuff, but they the courts deemed that this is just so broad and nebulous. You, you can't have a patent. You can't buy the paint for air or whatever. I mean, it's ridiculous. What you need in those kind of situations is you need to go to the wrong person, someone who's got a lot of deep pockets, and just goes, "All right, fuck you. We'll tie you up in court, and then when we win, not only will we take you for damages, we'll also sue you back for malicious prosecution." Yeah. Yeah. And that's all. but um, again, that but, is if you win. <laughs> yeah, of course. But that's and what if you got the money to, to fight them for two two yeah. years. Because um, that's what or, or with some gangster dude, like <laughs> yeah. someone who's just going to beat the shit <laughs> out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come yeah, in for the photocopy, nope. and it's like get him out, use his head to open the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that because that's what happened with um, <laughs> <Get> some money, <laughs> John Travolta, with because uh, because um, people always come after him to say like, oh, he's gay and this and stuff. But often it's just to get cash. They're like, oh, I'm going to say that John Travolta touched my bum unless you give me a oh, million God. quid, you know. So I'll sue you for a hundred million, but if we sell out of court, give me whatever. Yeah. Um, but they they uh, somebody tried this. I mean, not just him. They try that with a lot of people. Um, and, uh, you know, because, uh, uh, but anyway, it was, uh, yeah, John Travolta, somebody said, somebody, Masseuse said, oh, uh, he came, brought me, you know, uh, hired me for his room and then got a boner and tried to make me touch it and all this kind of stuff. And, at the, you know, they were saying this and the lawyer, you know, this guy's lawyer was like, oh, we, yes, we have irrefutable proof that John Travolta is this horrible sexual, and that's not to say, you know, but to say this horrible sexual deviant and he's a rapist and this isn't about money, even though we're suing for a hundred million dollars, but this is about justice. And they went, not only can we prove that it, John Travolta was not in the same hotel with you, he was not in the same coast as, uh, <laughs> yeah. as this hotel. Was country, he was in a room yeah. at yeah. a conference that was being uh, at an event. Sorry, that was being filmed in a room full of hundreds of people being broadcast. So no, and then well, they should that should be a fine then. Yeah, oh no, they like, said that that, so they got the the masseuse um, had to issue a groveling, begging, Good. pleading apology, and they but they still like right up until the thing said, now nah, we still might sue you anyway for militia. But what they did do, um, they eventually accepted the masseuse's very groveling, very public apology. But they took the lawyer to court 
the person the process the person who um who uh filed the suit apologies to be i lied that that's all oh yeah that's what that's what it is yeah that's what the apology was they were saying that they lied because they wanted to get bunny but the lawyer they wouldn't uh, they whatever they said they went no we're suing you sorry well that's why it's all this stuff I i like the idea of my moral court of going right okay uh, uh, you know we've come up with this patent for uh, i don't know what we're talking about the podcast and legally no and go okay listen you're full of shit you did nothing you've come up with something and now you're terrorizing people i don't care about the legalities of the patent and that you, you that's what you need a moral law for to sort of so go what no, is this what asshole. is this patent trial I, I didn't quite understand why how you can sue people for what the chronology of what yeah literally um, that that using anything that has one two three four five six seven like platforms like music for podcasting you know we put things in an order right that thing of putting things in an order that uses anything one two three four five six so what they're going to sue the imdb or they're going to sue everything everything yeah but, but people, people, people paid out on yeah. this people did pay yeah. out on it because they were um, suing people for millions and that, that were just being paid and going okay look take the or money just threatening even or just threatening it really most of the time mm-hmm. um because some people go up and hoover up um lots of uh, patents for, for different things and most oh, yeah, of them patent trolls i hadn't yeah. oh, you remind me when you said that mm-hmm. yeah uh, and this is like a this is a thing I, I haven't really heard of it in england but i have heard of it in yeah. america and they literally go up and they will hoover up sounds about right particularly when uh like when companies liquidate or whatever they go they're bankrupt um they're selling off the assets people come and buy them for not very much and they'll come and hoover up like lots of patents because often big companies they'll buy patents for stuff or there are old patents that um that, that are weird random stuff especially with new technology especially with computers and internet and stuff lots of people pa- uh, patented a lot of different things when it was still very broad and nebulous and no one knew what the fuck they were doing so these things are now in circulation and people and and less scrupulous people are hoovering them up and then trying to yeah. use them effectively to blackmail people. There's usually one lawyer in there. That's his, you know, legal paperwork. Do I remember years ago a radio program and it was about a defunct thing, um a patent, and it was for springs in a sofa. Like <laughs> the the act of having springs in a sofa had um gone out of date. And somebody yeah. had bought it up, but he did it to just say, he didn't do anything with it, but he just said, look, I've now bought this thing. And it was to do with things going out of date in that you can now own them. Yeah. So um, what are they going to do? Sue people, anyone who owns a sofa? No, yeah, yeah I, I think yeah, they bought totally, it to, as yeah. a PR thing to go, look, this is, we bought this, we own, but they didn't do anything with it. But I thought, yeah, yeah, that thing's still out there. And if your thing is legal stuff and patents, then you go, well, we can make millions from this sort yeah. of thing. But um, yeah, the podcast has all got together as we all should. And they all sort of clamped down. I put a fiver Podcast in. union. Yeah. yeah. I paid a fiver into that. And um, yeah, it all, uh, they, they, it just went away. But the like major podcast. Because you, you didn't want to break that hundred million pound note you had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I've got a five or a hundred million. They're never going to be happy with the change. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, they, they went away. So I think people realised. Um, so I'm uh, talking, uh, I was a bit bloody miserable today. Yeah. Oh. There was a couple of, um, uh, a few weeks we, ago, we I were went, looking forward to speaking to you too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh god, not East. Once it's over, yeah. No, the um, I I keep getting my I, I live across the road from like quite a big care home, like quite a nice one, but it's it's very big, and they have like this full like panoramic window, so you can see everything inside, and um, cool. just what you want. Yeah, yeah. but um, it so they keep send i keep getting things sent to me because there's two flats like they've got a lot of flats where they are and i live in the block of flats opposite and i keep getting stuff sent to me like cr- crutches and one side of wheelchairs sent to me in a box a big box when i got in and um there's a box outside and it was like a wheelchair folded up wheelchair so i had to take that 
fucking I lived on the second floor I lived on the second floor blood so I was thinking surely they must know this probably isn't <laughs> but anyway so I, took, I keep get, having to take it back it's always flat whatever I am but it's flat that number over the other side so I have to take it back and it's annoying because it's not open a lot um, like to get in so I have to keep going backwards and trying to anyway so but well, a couple of times I've been in there and it's the classic old guy I think he might be telling Greek Turkish. A classic like old guy. <laughs> no, but I mean, in terms of like, he's got the little moustache, um, very nice gold rim glasses, and like oh, yeah. a grey three piece suit and a cane. Uh, like old school proper, gent then. Yeah. Proper, yeah. And Pocket you, watch? No, but it wouldn't surprise me. Handkerchief? Yeah. He looks like a sort of nice robber baron. Like he's just old school. <laughs> but, I don't think there is such a thing as a yeah, nice Yeah, exactly, robber. yeah. Um, but. Not just like a nice little suit. He looks like he's just about to go out. Like it looks like he's going to an event. Mm. And I keep seeing him every now and again. And every time I keep seeing him, he's on his own. So I thought he'd be with somebody or he was visiting. Like he was that well dressed. And once I went over there and he was just sat there and went, oh, is there anybody around? Said, no, I don't think so. Blah, blah, blah. I'll come back at a certain time. Blah, blah. And then I saw him today. I saw him uh, about two days ago and he was just wandering around. And I was thinking he must be visiting somebody. Like, cause he's always too well-dressed. And then I saw him this morning, and he was just outside on the... They've got a little park area right next to it, and he was just sat there, um, just on the bench, like about half eight in the morning. And I was look, dressed immaculate again, half eight in the morning. And, uh, and I thought, oh, no, he's he's one of the things. He's, he's like, he lives there. And yeah. I thought, oh, it fucking depressed me. Cause I was just one, of the, one of the residents, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a nice care home. It's not a shit. It's a really nice care home. But I just thought, oh, that fucking like every time I've seen him, he's basically on his own. And he's always oh, really, really well dressed. And I thought, it depressed me. I was watching him sitting the, 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 on the bench today. And I thought, that is not right. That is not fucking right. That, that's, that's just, he's existing. He's not living. I've never seen him with anybody. He's to be that well dressed every morning. And I thought, it's really not good. You know, the, the way, like, I, I thought, oh, you I? don't know. He could be happy. I've never seen him with it. But it's it's the fact he's always that well-dressed, like he's making a, a real effort every single day. I'm assuming he must have been married or something like that. But to be that well-dressed all the time, random times of the day, and I've never seen him talk to anybody. If I've seen him five or six times, four of them have been on his own, like just sat there. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell. And I thought, it's not good, man. Like, it annoys me. There's a lot of things about society annoying me, but that really Fs me off. Like, that is a broken system there that some bloke has just sat on his own. And I was thinking, should I go and say something? But I don't want to get dragged in because I won't be able to just... <laughs> if I see him once, I'll yeah. have to go over all the time. Yeah. It's so, and it's pure selfish because if I do it yeah. once, it's now more vivid in my head and I'm going to make a note of, like... Someone. Don't humanise him. Don't, they, they don't know yeah, his, I mean, don't learn his name. That, yeah, is that yeah. pathetic? Is that, I know, if I had, didn't have so much shit going on, I, I'd be over there all the time volunteering. I really, honest to God would, but I know I'll get dragged in and I'll start knowing people. And, <laughs> and it'll put, I'm working too hard now on stuff. But I just thought it's not, that is not right. That, that should be... Um, like I, I knew somebody worked in a care home and um, the, the, the care worker, they used to go around and see people. And there was a woman that was going to be on her own on Christmas Day. It was a very old lady. I think she was like 88. And this person, I know, said, um, like, I wanted to go around on Christmas, but the, 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 they, they won't pay her to go and see the woman on Christmas. And she said, I can't not just leave the woman on her own because she's her regular care worker. She said, I can't not go around there. On, she's sat on her fucking own for the whole day. Nobody's going to see her. She hasn't got any family, but the council won't pay for her to go there on Christmas Day. So she had to get dressed up in the gear 
and pretend she went round there anyway uh, and bought her a present out of her own fucking money mm. and then got in trouble because she'd gone round there in the suit like she was officially on duty and it became a thing. I thought, oh, do you know what? Fucking hell. This, what, this, this is just like this the fake society. It's all broken. It's like all jammed together. Oh, look, a society. You go, no, there's big fucking major cracks in it. And things like that fella. I kept seeing him because all the windows were open. I kept looking past. I thought, that's not fucking right, man. That is so out of all at least the eastern cultures and then you shut got, the curtains and yeah, never looked <laughs> that's again that's dreadful that yeah but um someone should do the, something about that yeah. the eastern cultures have got things right where you know you are more revered as you get older you are more listened to as you get you're more respected you know your family envelops around you as you get older it's you do um um have a better life i've said before gonna bring up turkey karem but a fellow when i was working in karem is our producing yes we had to um we had to um uh, remove remove this guy and he was a Turkish fellow he's worth uh, uh, a bit of money and he said I'm going back to Turkey and he'd be over here since the 70s he'd owned a business over here since the 70s and he was going back to uh, Turkey he said because the pension's like three times the amount that is here and you have a better life like on the pension your money there. goes through yes yeah, so he said probably, after 30 yeah. years to retire he's going back there and I thought yeah, it's fucking mad isn't it? and then, but then you go to look at what's going on here with these old people's homes and then you go it, it, it's horrendous really it, you, they're treated like well, shit coincidentally my girlfriend was telling me about the care home there's this big care home crisis in canada where um these private care homes they're just being at the staff there were just abandoning the people because of their coronavirus hotspots yeah they were just yeah. abandoning that there was one instance where um she was telling me that a uh someone had come into the hospital because they had coronavirus they come from a care home to excuse me to the hospital because they had uh, coronavirus and so i think it was a nurse or a doctor then uh rung the care home to kind of check in and say you know what's you know because obviously if there's one person in the care home the chances are there's a few people so when in check yeah. in no one answered and they tried a few times so then they went to the care home they just found it abandoned the people were just left they were just left like the staff had just fucked yeah. off and, and just who's the last people. person that walked out that door well pfft. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. If you're, well, they probably just all went en masse and it's something like that. You've all got to Walks. do it. It's yeah, you walk, yeah. But yeah, so, um, yeah, all these private stuff. That's a shitty know. conversation though, isn't it? Imagine that, imagine that. Yeah. Right. Should we just go? How many yeah. arseholes? Should we just go? Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. just leave, here. Just leave these old know. people, the, you know, let's leave someone's grandpa to die. Yeah, um, people so they who can't just, fend for themselves, literally. Yeah, but they were, but these staff were paid to live there quite uh, <laughs> handsomely, I believe. Now, obviously, that's not to say, oh, you've got to stay and die. It's not the fucking Titanic and you're the captain, but just to abandon people. If you just, you know, if you called someone and said, look, I'm so, I'm quitting now. You can keep the money. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I'm too scared. Yeah. Please send yeah. help, but to yeah, just yeah. full on abandon yeah. people and so not tell anyone and not tell yeah, anyone. Yeah, you, you, you do have you legally have a duty of care. You yeah. when in those positions you do like like in, uh, doesn't I don't know about Canadian law, but you do actually have a duty of care. And there's professional you have professional um, bodies and professional um, certificates and stuff that that you have to do for certain, these certain jobs, and you, they require you to to not abandon your post even you know yeah, even if you're care, yeah, yeah you're a care worker you it's like adopting and going well i've just left yeah. it no you were legally entitled to uh, you're legally about uh, uh what's the word what call bound to look after that that, yeah. that person but they, you have a, a duty of care yeah that, that's the that's the terminology yeah but you know what i mean that they hadn't been so they hadn't uh, been fed for a couple of oh, days because mm. you know everything's all kept locked up yeah. or it's all delivered or whatever did you ever watch the ricky gervais care what's the Derek? he did the thing about the no care i i heard i heard mixed <laughs> things about it I and i was a bit it. uncomfortable with uh, yeah 
yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. find humour in the. I just felt bad for because that's fairly indicative of you know what a care home would be the people that work there being shut on by the people above trying to save money in these private homes but um i just thought uh, it's a bit too depressing for her. and and i, I like i like ricky gervais and yeah, carl yeah. pilkinton in it i like carl pilkinton a lot but it i i found i was like i found his the character of Derek, which is obviously the star yeah. of the show i was like is is this for real? Like, yeah, it was too. You, you had very morbid, and then sort of like cheesy, mawkish, overly yeah, sentimental. Yeah, At yeah. times, you're supposed to take him very serious, yeah. and then he's chimping around, going, yeah, and yeah. like pretending to be disabled. And you're like. At one point, you're mocking. You're lich. I was like, "Is this actually a joke? Is this like yeah. a, a joke on the audience? Like, yeah. honestly, uh, honestly, is this is this like a really uh, like clever, funny in joke on the mm. audience? Because like, I was yeah." Because I'm just like, because you're like literally mocking disabled people and also going, oh, the system fucks over disabled people and oh, mm. aren't they? And then you're also being patronizing and then doing loads of like fart jokes. And it's just like, what's Yeah, but going don't on? worry. We've got a deep, bit meaningful bit coming up sort of thing. And it just didn't work, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they oh, go, don't worry, we're going to play Coldplay for, you know, during the end montage to make you feel sad. And I'm like, is this for real? Like, g- genuinely, I was like, is this like a, a meta joke? Is this like a, are you, are you doing this? Yeah. Is this like a joke that no one gets? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, you, you're just fucking with the audience, you know. I, I just found it. I I didn't give it a chance. Um, I must say because I just found I, just from the trailers and the images, I was like, so he's being a disabled person by gurning and kind of being a yeah. bit boss-eyed. And I thought, yeah, that you know, character. I, I mean, who I, just, I found like, that yeah. a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, it was yeah. too much of a, a cartoony character. Like there's yeah. too much emphasis on all these weird, the wig and the walk and the voice. To it doesn't. It's fra- that's a different show. That that he's in a different show. That she shouldn't be there. So there's surely more subtle ways of doing it, but um, yeah. So uh, I just, uh, but that was just it, seeing them play out like the care homes. That just felt really bad. Um, but yeah. So I'm just another little thing. I'm pissed off with society, and I fucking charge society with a moral crime. That is a moral crime to have old people in homes like that. That is a crime. What's the Batman yeah. thing? I drag them up into that that Batman court and say, "Right, oh, you bastard." The Bane court. Yeah, yeah. Send them down. I empty the ice. Well, who, um, who, are you put, who are you putting in jail? Everyone. Council everyone, workers, everyone. local council workers, <laughs> private owners of care homes, um, sp- p- private prison owners, no, people that own private prisons. So, so we'll you get put the, that the prison, yeah, but you're putting the care home. <laughs> well, it is a, it's the same thing. <laughs> well, they're death houses. They're just death. They, they yeah. just house people. I mean, mostly they're just there to house people until they die. That's what they're there for. It's not right. That is not. Yeah, but that's not their fault. That's the people who don't want to look after them or who yeah. can't. You know, yeah. that's a well, government well, society. As, as you're right, I think the whole society is failing these people. Yeah. I saw uh, there was um over uh, uh, what was that? For some reason, the job popped up. It must have been online. It was coronavirus, and there was a job on uh, a website that I was looking at, and it was looking for a nurse for a care home. And it was like almost bang on when everyone started panicking and the closures happened, and it was nine pound eleven. Yeah. So, and I thought, fuck you. The, after the tax, £9.11 in 2020 to look after a human being, mm-hmm. nine quid. Like, you fucking scumbags. I, I just... had a couple of agencies, because um, uh, there's no work, obviously, like yeah. uh, events or whatever. Um, so I had a couple of agencies be like, oh, yeah, we've got like loads of care home workers. And it's like, yeah, they were like, 
eight pound ninety an hour, and I'm just like, you, no thanks. Disgraceful. <laughs> yeah, to rub somebody's bed sores and yeah, 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 literally wipe people's asses. Care like, hope. Listen, they, they, they immediately again. If I take over, right, right. First thing, day one, right. Police, like cares, care workers, nurses, double their wages. I want people bottlenecking to get into that profession i want so many people to go fucking hell i want to get in there as much as possible i want to give free classes in psychology and medical to, to anybody that gets involved with the industry free classes in whatever you want spirituality psychology medicine whatever free classes for evening classes whatever you want to do and make it a thing that you'd want to do make it you know like almost like with private schools where you, as I was to you last night when we were talking about the Stephen Fry audiobooks, I was going through there and how much of a prestige it is for you to get a position as a teacher in one of these schools. That's what it should be like. Not, well, we can sort of get people to do the job for this amount of money, so just mm-hmm. give them that. But that's what it's like all back. It's a shame because I'm sorry. Go on. I was just going to say, it's a shame because I know so many, I don't know many uh, people who work in the health. I know a few actually, but not a many, but all everyone I know who works uh, in nursing, in teaching, they all love it. Yeah. But they're but being, like, shat- they're, but they're they're being nice. shat on with yeah, them. Yeah. They're being exploited. They're going, well, how much can we put up with? I want to do mm. this, but how much can we put up with people who say, I can't do it. I, one of the jobs I was trained, I did like sports training briefly, and I had a, a job at a school as an assistant PE. And I'll tell you what, that sticks in my <clears> head <throat> now as like my, what, the favorite job I've ever done. I mean, most of them in shit, to be fair. But I just, I thought, when I heard that, literally, I think it was the second week when I heard how much money you get paid, I was like, nope, <laughs> that, that is not. And I fucking what, what, loved what that, that job. What was that, sorry? Um, to be a, a, a PE teacher for a kid, a kid's oh, school. Okay, right. And it was yeah, nursery, it was quite uh, yeah, primary school. But I fucking loved it. I, I absolutely loved being there. Um, it was like part of this course I did where you had to go and you like work training thing. for. But I, lo- I fucking loved it. I couldn't believe how good it was to be around like these young kids playing sports. It was fucking fantastic. Mm. And then there's somebody said, oh, by the way, it's how much you get. And I was like, fucking, you are kidding me. <laughs> and I never thought about it again. Didn't even think about it. That's a, <laughs> Which is pathetic. Bringing up ch- people's children. I mean, outside the parenting, the schooling is like the second parent. And how much, we, let's get sec- these secondary parents and pay them fuck all yeah. to bring up and educate your kids. Fuck well, yeah, well, again, I had... It, yeah. Sorry. No, 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 Karen. no. Go on, oh, Charles. God, I keep interrupting, uh, sorry. No, 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 it's all good. We're I'm just terrible. The demon yeah, the, is the, you know, the, the devilness of Skype, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's not very uh, conducive to a, to a free-flowing conversation, is it, unfortunately? Um, what was I going to say? It's like the demonization of, um, of the teachers' unions um, in the whole should kids go back to school kind of thing, which, is, uh, uh, which was the big news topic this week, and then Dominic Cummings went and just took a shat all over all over the page all over the news cycle oh, um, I'm, i keep getting refresh on like is he gone is he yeah gone? yeah 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 we'll, and that's we'll not a, that's we'll not a tory we'll thing we'll have a, yeah we'll go we'll dive we'll have, that, a, we'll have a talk about it in a sec because that's that's i think that's interesting um but yeah this whole thing literally i remember the, the other day the daily mail was saying that the radical no fanatical communist teachers unions they were calling them <laughs> for 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 questioning for for just saying could we please get um uh, clarification of the uh, health and safety policy with regards to the coronavirus when the kids go back, because we're not entirely comfortable with um, <laughs> with this with it being safe for ourselves or for the children. Because as they say, um, a, a teacher's working environment is a student's learning environment. You know yeah. what I mean? They can only like they will only do as well. Pupils will only learn or do as well as the teachers are being allowed, are being paid, and be given the um, resources to do so. You know. 
It's bloody disgusting. I mean, yes, the care homes are schooling. It's fucking, and I, I charge society in this month and year. I charge them with a crime of how they treat people and schooling and basically nurses and things like that. The, 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 I, I thought there was um, a job uh, a few years ago. It was um, for an ambulance driver. And I think it was like 21,000 a year or something mm. like that. Fucking driving in an and you have medical knowledge. You're not just sat there on your fucking arse. No, like you're, you're not, not just a bus driver. Yeah. 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 And what they put up with the abuse and things and you go Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's the same it's the same like policemen. Yeah. I wouldn't I, be a, I wouldn't be a policeman for all the fucking money no, in the world though. I wouldn't no, be no, no. just like just having people just spitting at you constantly. Do you know what I mean? I well, literally I've metaphorically said, knocking your little hat off when you walk putting them like, You know what I mean? Like the, the, when uh, I did some security and the wages basically didn't change for about 15 years. Nothing. Exactly the same. Like and I thought the fucking grief you have to put up with. Worse yeah. than the forget the police. That's a that's a boot camp because you've got a backup. You've got weapons he's gonna nick people as well you know what i mean like plus what they because we would have there was one guy who was um he was one um he'd left the police force no he was going to be the police force that was it the riot squad in i won't say where in north london and um he was he he could do jobs part-time and he he wanted to do the security one of these clubs and he said i don't fucking work in there because what happens is what you don't realize with the police is um 90% 90% of the people will respect your badge. Like, they're scared of your badge. You're a police officer and all everything that comes along with it. So you, you, when somebody grabs your wrist, you will obey. When they say do this, you mostly will mm-hmm. do it. When you do security in a nightclub, mate, you're at the back of a club and it's pitch black and everyone's pissed and you try and tell somebody something, they throw a punch at you like it's nothing. They're not bothered. Mm-hmm. So you've got, no be- you got no backup. So I always I used to say to people, if you want to be a police officer, you've got to work in nightclubs as a, a bouncer. You've got to get punched in the head a few times before you realise, okay, I've got to talk to people properly. Uh- I can totally see why um, bouncers sometimes go in heavy-handed. I mean, there's a shift. I think I think there has been a shift. Though. I think I remember when I first started going out to the discotheques, um, there were a lot of bullies and thugs. In well, there was no licensing then, so it was yeah, the toughest the guy in the town. Yeah, yeah, I think it's and it, was, better, yeah. it was just like if they just decided they didn't like the look of you, they were just going to yeah. beat the fuck out of you. They were just going well, to harass. The, the yeah, they were just going to harass you yeah. the whole night until they until they either provoked you into fights so they could beat the fuck out of you, yeah. or you just went because then they could prove that they had a big they had big genitals. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I can totally understand even after like it became more regulated and licensed. I can understand why they're going heavy handed because you're like, do you want to fight a fucking drunk person who's going to smash a bottle over your head? Yeah. And constantly throughout yeah, the night, yeah, not just yeah. once, like it's constantly. If there's 2,000 people in that club, yeah. and the, people would say, like, when you'd, like, I used to explain to somebody, because um, people would always get involved, don't do this, don't do that. And I said, do you know what that fucking bloke's just done? Do you know when I was dragging him down the stairs? Do you know what he was doing upstairs? And yeah. like, you'd have to push people away from the door. And you say somebody, see somebody who would come out of a club, you'd have to push them. Because what would happen is nine times out of the ten, the second you let them go, all right, all right, all right, the second you let them go, you'd get an elbow in the back of your face. Yeah. So what you'd see as somebody being pushed is because ten times before when you didn't push them, they immediately belted you in the face. So you're, yeah, I'm all right, mate. No, I'm sorry, I'm mm. sorry. You let them go, bang, straight in the face. So yeah, you'd people have to are push... animals when they're drunk. I've seen, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you wouldn't see it. But yet, the the shit you'd have to put up guns. People pull a gun on you because you're not a police officer. They wouldn't do it to a police officer. But they'll come. They wouldn't pull a knife on a police officer. These are regular things. But um, so when you people join the police force, they don't know about how to handle violent situations because they've never had to. Because they usually the badge stops anybody having their hands put on the police officer. So um, 
which then if there's a big thing it makes them even more insecure so if anything happens they overreact because they're physically they're not prepared for somebody that's acting aggressively whereas when you work in a nightclub you get used to violence you know what it's like to take a punch in the face you know not to push or shove somebody for no reason whereas the police think they can because they're hidden behind the badge of you probably will do what I say because you're scared of the badge but um, then it, you get an overconfidence in thinking I can talk to them this way or do what I want but um, yeah, I think you shouldn't be allowed to be a police officer until you've worked as a doorman for a year. That should be a minimum to just go in there. It's like, well, I've never, no, I don't know about physical things at all. I've never been punched in the face. So I think I can do what I like and nothing's going to happen. Um, so uh, yeah, let's get off these subjects. It's kind of bloody society. It, it's fucked up. It really is. It's like, uh, I'm annoyed that when I've sort of come into the world and I've started to see society and realise what a load of bollocks. It, people are in charge, aren't in charge. It's a free-for-all. They're nicking money. It's, they're treating people like shit that are trying to do, make the world run right, but you've got all these people not paying people. But anyway, yeah, so it was... I, I, from... I think a lot of, lot of the... I, I think for um, a lot of the coronavirus in this country's been... He's going to drag on, and he's going to. He's, well, already is quite bad, and he's already the worst in Europe. Um, really, very high uh, per capita cases, and I think a lot of that is because we've been poorly run as a country, and we've had a lot of all these public sector, um, all the public sector areas have just been absolutely run into the ground. And you're seeing stuff like, you know, lack of funding for education, for healthcare, for social care, and stuff. You know, for the police. Um, this is just reached ahead these these institutions were were very defunded very you know literally falling apart and then now this crisis just a little bump everything. a little bump yeah, and yeah. a couple of weeks that was all the buffer is and yeah. the there's a guy online there's, there's no fats for them to work on there's <laughs> yeah. no there's no yeah. there's no like a little buffer but this is the thing there was, there was yeah. a guy online the other day and he was saying um about people wanting bailouts and he says you were recording billions of profits one year after another year after another year stocks another billion another billion things worth 30 billion a, few, a month in and you're saying we need a bailout we need money you go what are, what where are all these billions where is all this fucking they, money because they want to keep their bonuses that's why uh, a friend of mine um i i, I won't say what company works at because i don't want to get him in trouble but uh, he was telling me that they're just using the uh, furlough scheme to uh, do things like, for example, if someone's handed in their notice, they're furloughing them, basically getting yeah. the government to pay their notice fee. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah and holiday and stuff. They're, they're yeah, doing yeah. weird stuff with holiday pay. I know a couple of people who yeah, well, that was encouraging everyone to take the holiday. With you know. Branson saying, look, he needs money to, for the airline or it's going to go tits up. Yeah, go, he's a garbage but, person. We've talked, we've but, talked about yeah, this many times. But where's your billions? You've been going for how many decades? And you can't handle a few weeks. You're, you're starting to go, I need some money. Where's like your month, profits? Yeah, a month, yeah. a month, like the yeah. slightly slow business and all of a sudden the economy collapses. Yeah, I'm quite glad that he's been exposed for who he is. Well, I think I saw today, I might have mistaken, but I think he sold his shares in the Space Galactic thing. He sold his shares in it all. Well, space well yeah, because they were about to yeah, launch it, and everyone, went, and everyone yeah. went, hold on, you're launching rockets, but you want us to pay out your... You know, I know you don't own all of Virgin, yeah. but where's your but again, decency, where's sir? the 20 years of billionaire status where's all this profits you've been getting where did it all go the um what was the the film greed i said i watched that, the, the steve coogan greed film and it says at the back i think it says at the end um it's thought about um because they talk in the fact of and the actors are saying this oh we come to monaco because you know nobody's paying tax here all these billion hundreds of billionaires yeah. nobody's paying any tax here most and billionaires says, in the world isn't it yeah, so per, per mile, they say there's mile, about maybe. 40 trillion in unpaid taxes that have got the go that are because of this island, this Monaco, right. and these other ones, forty trillion just hidden away, piling up, doing nothing. 
I think it was, um, oh, I can't remember how long ago it was, but what, the French at one point got fed up with uh, the Monegasques not paying tax because obviously France, you know, protects. So they went, all right, we're just going to shut off your water then. We're not going <laughs> to pay rates. We'll shut, shut off the water supplies to you then, fresh water supplies. You can fucking live off Evian. <laughs> Well, well, uh, yeah, a lot of these principalities, like uh, the Isle of Man, the uh, the Channel Islands uh, around the UK, they they have weird uh, status. They have weird sort of um, uh, uh, their legal status because they're not like the tax ha- they're tax havens because they're not actually part of the EU and they have a weird relationship to uh, to the UK because they don't have a lot of UK laws. I know that the Channel Islands, I think Guernsey or Jersey, I think both Guernsey or Jersey. They would be the same because they're the ba- they're the bailiwick. Yeah, they they both of them I think then um they don't have uh, uh discrimination laws like uh, racial discrimination laws or hate crimes or anything. So you can fire someone for being a woman and you can say that. You can fire someone for being black or a muslim. You can actually state that. You say I don't well, like you because you're black and I'm firing you. That's legal. That, that's perfectly legal. I there. suspect that's probably a law that's just, you know, although, you know, it's a bit like when the Scilly Isles were still at war with Dent, with uh, with the Dutch Republic for <laughs> till about the 1960s because they <laughs> hadn't signed because it'd been part under the because um, the treaty had been signed with the Commonwealth of England, but the Scilly Isles were a royalist oh, okay. stronghold. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine anyone is doing that. Well, uh, they are because mainly the NHS. Because, no, no, no. Because oh, because, really? Uh, yeah, because I, I know people who work for the uh, the NHS and the Royal College of Nurses and stuff. Um, and yeah, there are people who are fired for this, and they they have claimed racial discrimination, and they say sorry. Uh, the representative body said, sorry, we can't actually do anything about it there, even though you do have a case, and this is quite clearly racial bullying or racial discrimination, um, because these laws don't uh, apply to this area. <laughs> Modern society think, doesn't exist You think here. you just not, from from a PR point of view, yeah. you would Especially just with the internet, up, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, again, I'm not trying to be like, hey, let's find loopholes for racists, but... <laughs> But you just think even you would just be so. Uh, maybe it's better that they are blatantly open. There was a nightclub in London. There was a nightclub in London. I think it was around Piccadilly that got in trouble a few years ago because um, some people were saying, "Look, they're not letting sort of African people in there. They're going for mixed race women." And it got like ridiculous where they were. There was picketing outside the club saying, "This is a racist club. That specifically not letting certain types of people." So um, when you say African, what do, what do you mean? So you there mean? was a, a group of girls that couldn't get in. That's how it started. One of them, uh, I think, they were like African looking like dark dark skin african features things like that and so then so they were discriminated against dark yeah they dark weren't allowed in so they stood back and basically took videos and that they were realized that they were they were pulling out people that were more african looking but they were letting so people who had a dark so black people but who had yeah, a darker complexion yeah, yeah. Okay. and um then they, but they were letting in groups but they, it, it was the thing of like you can come in you can come in you can come in which right. is you know that happens it's their club but they said oh they were literally like you could watch them who they were you pinpoint who they were not going to let in so like for a few weeks people there's a couple hundred people picking it it was in piccadilly i can't remember the name of the thing um but yes, I mean, it still goes on that weird thing of... Uh, well, they from. they say that, um, you know, although we might think on the surface that there is more equality, for example, with black artists being, big artists being in films and whatnot and being having, you know, well, music has always been a little more ahead of the curve, has been a little more, yeah, a bit more, little uh, more colourblind, I suppose yeah. we can yeah. say. But that in t- certainly in film, where although, uh, you know, there is a rise in black women being in having film roles that those women are lighter t- skin tone. 
Oh yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, yeah, they've yeah. they've got. I was going to say they lightened up on it a bit recently, but that I didn't mean to. They um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah they, 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 it, it's happened so gradually. It's been funny to watch. You go, well, here's a, a, a black person, but they're very light skinned They're sort of more mixed race than anything, and then it's slowly become okay. We can sort of put an African looking guy. In. I think Edris Elba. He's helped a lot. Like he's broken down. Like, oh, yeah. you can have a, a black black man, as you what you would imagine. He's not a black man with light skin and European features. He looks like you know. Um, but it's like this gradual. Is it okay? Oh, can we put him in? Is he in now? To then you have the Black Panther films. You know the first, you know the black the, the Marvel character. Mm. So it's slowly getting there. But you think, for fuck's sake, like this should have been sorted out like forty fucking it's, years it's ago. It's taken a long time. Yeah, but they're sort of um, dipping their toe. Is it okay? Is it okay? It, it, I remember it blew my mind when I when I, I remember when I was in, I think it's the first time I saw it was in India when I I saw uh, skin whitening products. Yeah, like adverts yeah, yeah. on the TV for skin whitening. I'm like, what? I'm like, what the hell is this? And like. It just you get them still they are big they have been banned in some countries i've heard recently i think a couple of caribbean countries one or two african countries mm. i can't remember where they so there's some countries have gone out and banned them or ba and banned advertising for them but they are still available in a ton of places and that will that the echo of that will stay around for a good few generations yeah. before it goes that 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 sort of thing of like the caste systems basically yeah. it's still in there um, you're still going to have well they're better looking they're, because they're lighter you know it's, that's still yeah, it's in crazy, it's a crazy. It's, it's yeah. odd. It's odd that it's a very. Um, that seems to be an almost unit because you th you would think oh in this this culture they wouldn't have it. So for example in Thailand there's a thing where the darker the darker I think in southern Thailand the people are broadly speaking darker and so they're treated as second class citizens. Well, that's you know, anywhere, like Mexico, but Cuba, yeah, but it's, Cuba. Almost, it's almost the segregation of if yeah. you're the you know even though they're both Thai for whatever reason you might be. Um, I mean, obviously, I think um, Thailand is someone that has sort of de uh, different sub-ethnic uh, groups, as it were. I think different. So that although everyone is a Thai person, I'm not. I'm afraid I'm butchering the term here. But, you know, for example, in Indonesia, you have different yeah. uh, ethnic groups within the larger thing. So in the same way that in Europe, you have, you know, Scandinavian, North Europeans, and then Southern european mediterraneans so yeah. in that same and way eastern european people yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah so you think even like, even in the uk even in the uk we have scotland wales ireland and uh and england they are sort of slightly different history and culturally and london <laughs> and, and london is it's like, yeah very much so london but it is, is that, very, very different it is that to anywhere in yeah country. it's that thing of like in scotland obviously there's a higher proportion of redheads the irish mm. have the dark hair and they have Lots their own language there and stuff. They have Gaelic yeah. and Welsh and stuff. So, I mean, but they it, literally have separate languages in these areas. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, so, for example, English, French look very similar, you, uh, certainly until maybe you get to the southern coast of France and Germans. So we will have that because of the, the you know, for example, you know, with the Saxons and the Normans mm. all crisscrossing back and forth, though, against one another. Yeah. Um, but obviously a, a Scandinavian uh, and a, or a, a Nordic, because I think apparently the the Finns and the Danes get uh, uh, is it Finland and fin there's a few countries that are like, hey, we're not even in that, but yeah. So a Swede looks very different to a Spaniard, but they're both European. So that's what I mean. <laughs> so in the same way in Thailand, you've got Thais, but the the ones in the north of the country have a fairer complexion and look down on the ones in the south i wonder and how much is, of that is this is what i'm told I don't how much of that is british rule like the yeah why imper an imperial even thing. if they weren't in yeah, that country be. it's sort of they would have got the media and things that would have you know to a country near you would have been affected by them yeah. well there was the yeah. there was a thing about the the italians wasn't there for a long time 
whether it was true or not, but apparently the, the northern northern Italians looked down on the southern Italians and the Sicilians because yeah. they were darker. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it has just a yeah. The British rule, and then sort of Western media sort of kept that up. The whiter the skin, the more money, the more regal. Yeah, yeah. I, the 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 moral is is that uh, people look at these other countries and other continents or whatever, and we see or other racial groups and see oh that they're, they're all they're all kind of a big block and they're all uniform. You know what I mean? So Latin America, that's a kind mm. of one thing. Africa, that's another thing. Actually, no, everyone's divided and everyone hates each other. Even within countries, even within like cities, everyone hates each other for, for different reasons. People can always find a reason to to find differences between each other. You know? Would you remember the, the, I think, I don't know if we talked about on the podcast about the um, the Japanese people, the Chinese that, that were getting um, all the like major surgery done on their faces to get into certain universities because you have to supply a photograph. I think it was China. and uh, But they were getting sort of bone shaving to give them a jaw. And that might eyes, be... In, when we went to, when we went to China, they were saying that all the Korean they all find it really weird. Like all the Koreans just have tons and tons. She said like tons and t our guides are saying like they have tons and tons of surgery. Yeah. So every but time the, they there was a, I think it was a BBC um, a show I listened to years ago, and they saying the woman had gone to the school and she was saying how, do, how they all the students were talking about having bone shaving to give them a jaw. They're having their eyes widened to give them the round appearance because they thought like the, the more slanted eyes that was like too much. You look too Japanese or too yeah. Chinese, but because you had to supply a photograph along with your university application, and they weren't accepting people that looked too much that oh, way. And there was the guy that um, what was it sued the his wife. Because she'd had all this work done. <laughs> no, literally, what happened is she had, had he met her. She'd had all this work done, like the eyes being made more round, the There's jawline, more, the nose to give her more Western appearance. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. but when they had the baby, the baby obviously looked like you know Chinese or Japanese, and he sued the wife because he didn't know she had all that plastic surgery. So now here he had a kid that actually looked like it was from that culture. But um, yeah, it's really ingrained in them, especially with the eyes thing, and it's like yeah. it's, it's internalised now the racism. Yeah, I remember now they were saying <laughs> that there's a thing again in Korea, and it, and they were saying it's starting to South Korea, sorry, and it's starting to come over into China that people are getting their noses made yeah, yeah. bigger because in uh, China uh, everyone had well, not everyone. That's again that's yeah, massively yeah. broad, but broadly speaking, Chinese have sort of small little button noses and right. they actually, yeah, the, yeah, the Chinese yeah. term for anyone who is Western was big nose. I can't remember. Oh, really? <laughs> I can't remember what the term is, but it's not. They said you'll even hit in, in some parts of you know because obviously in Shanghai and Beijing they're like oh don't call don't call Westerners big noses. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and again it's not a, the Chinese have a very um, um, blunt way of speaking about things. So again within my own yeah. family. Um, you know, obviously, you've seen the gut of pictures of me as a big fatso, and I remember I'd seen uh, it was a, one of my grandmother's. So my grandma, you were, was a, you were vivacious and full of life. Andy. I was festive. I was festive. He looked like yeah. he looked like his enemy was a Popeye, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he I fancied a girl called Olive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I love that thing. I, I put up that picture on Instagram. You said, "Yeah, your mate, uh, uh, you fell down the stairs, and your mate thought it was the East End team." <laughs> Oh yeah, the dead, it sounded like yes. Yeah. You fell down the stairs. I thought the extenders were starting. Yes. So my grand, my grandmother would say things like, "Oh, uh, Andrew, I think you're playing a bit away." And uh, but even like friends of my grandmother who were Chinese, because she knew every Chinese person in Brighton. Um, 
So they pop around and be like, oh, I think you put on some weight. And that, but it's not meant as an insult. Yeah, it's, it's just meant statement. as an observation. So again, yeah. in the same way that Big Nose wasn't meant as a racial slur, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. people from Europeans um, yeah. and particularly uh, would, would have big noses. Yeah. So they would call them. Um, so I think because the first people they came into contact, because that's where the idea of Romans having big noses comes from, because the what? first people that um, would have met, so the first West, many of the first Westerners who met um Chinese or Romans, this is pre even Marco Polo, that there were legions out so far in the east and uh, sort of exploratory um, missions from the Chinese coming west that they would have met oh, okay. one another. So very only very uh, scant, but it did happen a few times. They, they went quite far, didn't they? They went to like, mm. they were sitting near Pakistan and stuff, weren't they? And yeah, like, yeah. Iran really? and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so they would just go on these sort of expeditions, mm. you know, not even not even necessarily just to map the known <laughs> world and whatnot. Um, so they met Romans who had bigger noses, and then that's where the thing of Rome, Romans having big noses came from. But yeah, they, they were saying that oh. the South Koreans are now, and, and it's now coming to China, are all getting their noses sort of... Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how plastic surgery works, frankly. I've seen. I've seen someone having their nose reduced, and I. I didn't think I'll ever stop screaming. Yeah, they break the. You know. Thing yeah, I was like, we were at work and Rhino, uh, rhinoplasty. That's it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were at work, and in our gallery, we would we would have as well as this is when I was running the gambling channel, as well as having our own things. We would see just we would just have things from other channels just to see oh. sort of when programs are ending because that's always a good time to a call to action. Anyhow, we were in there about to take over the shift, and it was so must have been so off putting for the presenter, but you just involuntarily just shrieked in terror because they had this person's nose lifted up open and they were just oh, chiseling no. oh, we just I, I actually screamed oh because i couldn't i just couldn't believe that that was i was my, what my eyes were witnessing anyhow the bone yeah with a genuine chisel hammer yeah yeah I I, yeah yeah i was yeah. like this looks like something like from the worst torture porn Eli Roth kind of thing. Yeah, it's worse than, worse than you see in the Saw film. I mean, yeah. it makes Saw look tame, to be honest. So, like, oh yeah. my God. so I'm not sure how they make a nose sort of big. I mean, because obviously, uh, again, the sort of stereotype, I suppose we'll say the Han Chinese, the Han Chinese, sorry, have sort of um, kind of button mushroom noses. So it yeah, might be a case of just squidging. Yeah, I don't know how, you know, is there, do you take cartilage from somewhere yeah, else? Think, yeah, but behind the legs or something like that, putting the fat Yeah, I don't know. Thing. Yeah, because it's that funny, th oh. it's that, yeah, but it was just, I just, I just don't understand. I can sort of get with, I mean, again, when you see people having a facelift, you're like, <laughs> Like you just you can you get know. away with one maybe <laughs> get away with one facelift. That they, ne they never know when to stop. That's the yeah, trouble. That's like the some, problem, sometimes yeah. people get one or two things, and you go, oh, they look pretty. Like um um uh, what's her name? Uh, not Patsy Kansas. Yeah, Patsy Kansas. The uh, Abfab. The other one, Joanna oh, Lumley. Joanna. Oh she, yeah, the older girl. The the posh. Yes, one. Joanna Lumley. Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. Joanna Lumley. She's. She has had a bit of work done. She's about 78 now. Um, she's had a tiny bit done. You go, oh, she looks really yeah, good. Yeah. She's looked slightly younger, but I'm thinking, okay, just stop now. Just stop, because you look, you look great. I you said know. before, like, I saw an advert with Nicole she's Kidman. She's very grateful for your support there, <laughs> just. I saw I saw an advert with Nicole Kidman and she, where she laughs and she put her hand in front of her. And I thought, that's only usually what you, Hollywood stars do when they've had plastic surgery, because they can't smile. So they she, literally yeah. have to... It's okay if you don't move, but as soon as you have to be <laughs> expressed your face... It's fucked because it's not designed to be moved. Yeah. You can't do plastic surgery with you smiling. Go, how does it look? She um, has been quite open with her regrets about because I think she was one of the early people to have. Yes, yeah, so this Botox was a thing. And one, and so she I, says I, I regret yeah, it now. I thought it was the mm. first time she'd had it, 
but when you go look back and then you see photographs of them from like 15 you go okay oh no they've been getting it the whole way through she does not look her face structure is not the same mm. as before the, yeah, so that's, yeah like you say it's all right if you start touching it but then when you start going no i'm going to get this done on a regular basis or there's an award show coming up and i've got to get a top up um it start, you start to get that fucking weird face. That, and then, as I said before, the, the monster starts to come through of who they really are. Bit by bit, you see this weird sort of... Well, like, remember, Arnie, Arnie started to look weird and, like, flat-faced, like, for a while. He stopped doing it, I think, so much. because I, I would say he started yeah, to look like an old guy now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's, he's a handsome guy. He's an older guy, and so what? You know what I mean? Guys can get it. Well, if get you look at his earlier more, films, you know I mean? he had a big mole on the side of his face, like half an inch across. He used okay. to have a big mole on his face. I don't yeah. remember. That's, I mean, that's how far back it is. I think it's, like, pre-pumping, before pumping iron, even. Like, he had a big oh, mole okay. on the side of his face. If you look early pictures of him, but he had it removed. Which is fair enough. I don't. But it's the yeah. it's the plastic. If you're, thing. That's the thing. If you you're self conscious about yeah, something, yeah. you have maybe yeah. a thing nose or a burn or some scars or whatever. Yeah. If you're self conscious about stuff, then yeah, okay. Fair but enough. it's the pure vanity. There's nothing wrong to start with. I'm gonna and I'm gonna keep on doing it. That's it, the, it, oh, people don't know when yeah. to stop. They but just again, seem that's to get what I mean. Into it, it, it and they it, just do it. Yeah. It's the monster being released inside <laughs> who you really are. That ugly, yeah. vile. I don't care. I'm completely facile and cursory in how I appear. That's what's more. And I can't stop. I'm so egotistical. It's just hacking into your face and go, oh, there I, you are. I think it, these um I think these surgeons as well, they 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 feed off the insecurity because people are doing this are mostly insecure and they have a lot of money. And they particularly actors and Hollywood types, they it's about appearance and stuff. So so that's very much on their minds. And they they really play on that. And they're like, well, we could Oh, you've got a slight thing there. We yeah, could, I, I could, could do, do something, something about that. Yeah. I could, I could fix that. And oh, you, you, you know, oh, you're getting some lines there. Oh, maybe I could, I could do a little bit with a that. Single line, they, yeah. It's I'm like, they're like drug dealers. <laughs> they like drug dealers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're literally fucking with these people's insecurities. They know yeah. these people are insecure. They know they have weaknesses, yeah. and they're pl- and they and they just play on it. You know. The, did you ever see the um the talk about Carl Pilkington when he I don't know what show it was, but he went and did the body he, uh, people about bodies. He wanted to see like people um. I think it was about self, oneself or something like that. And he goes to stay with a um, an Asian guy who's had all this work done, like everything. Mm. And he had shoulder things put in, like... Oh, what, the peck, the and fake the chest, things. fake... And you think, fucking hell, just go to the gym. But his face was like... You know, he had all the fat taken off from him, so he looked like Ken. Like, but his, uh, but his shoulders were out here with this sort of the, the puffiness and the biceps mm. and the chest. And you go... That that's a sickness we're watching here. This is the freak show yeah. thing. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. oh, isn't it? What don't I look marvelous? You go, you're fucking riddled with insecurity to the point yeah. of like. I find I do find neurosis. it quite sad. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's I know. It, I thing. know it's self inflicted, but that's a little bit. And like, especially yeah. at that point, you go, yeah. what happens when you're fought and you've got all this shit inside you mm. and you're fucked? You do not answer. You're 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 you're, you're speeding up your future. Like problems like, are going to mass so badly that you can't. If you're like this when you're 30, what are you going to be like when it's, you're just going to look like a yeah. fucking monster? It's sort of, I mean, I know they're very different. I don't want to lump all things together, but it, I have the same sort of feeling of sadness of like when you see someone who's got or ha- you, or you hear about people who have eating disorders. And yeah. Just yeah, yeah. They, they can't, uh, we had, um, I don't, you know, this is uh, sort of someone else's thing, but uh, at an old job I, I worked, there was a girl who had quite... Uh, quite obviously had an eating disorder um she went from being very healthy looking to very um skeletal and it was just it was so sad because it was one of those things of every it was just that it was almost that thing of you there talking about the old man you know it was just who 
how do you how do you yeah, say something you, yeah. to this and what do you do yeah. to this and there was there were converse you know i was sort of privy to only very loosely some conversations amongst management this is when i worked in a shop and there was some talk about you know because obviously again you know there's a duty of care that your staff your employee you know mm. can we have a conversation with her about oh, you know no. like, should we get yes. but that's the problem is like yeah. do but there was always that treading one you thinking god if we say to someone perhaps you ought to take some time off what what does that do to them yeah. you know when you say and it because that uh, there was a concern they were thinking um you know because i think they'd sought guidance on it and it was something that they is like look let's just try and work this out as we can, as and when we can um that you know if we say to her look you look you know your your unwell you know i've no idea how you would phrase this to <laughs> yeah, someone anything so i'm you just start to say yeah, is immediately yeah. wrong <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean but then is that is she then going to misinterpret that of like oh i look disgusting yeah, I need they're to laughing eat at even me less sort. yeah yeah exactly and then um, there was one time it was such a but it was such a kind of um despair snatched immediately from what seemed like a triumph where someone i think someone had got like kfc in and they deliberately bought slightly more yum, 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 and yum, they got her to to try a little you yeah. know and she ate the wing and everyone was yeah. like oh, yes yeah you know but slowly slowly catchy monkey we might just help her realize that there's nothing you know you don't want to eat kfc of course but there's nothing wrong with having yourself but just like a little you know a wing a wing of chicken is not going to yeah. but then she yeah. ate it and she said it was you know she said about how delicious it was and everything and it was just this little bullshit and I then it, but it then it was just but then she said, "Oh, I'm gonna have to. Oh, I'm gonna have to spend a couple of more hours on the treadmill tonight." And it was like, "Ah, oh. yeah." yeah. Um, I, uh, basically, um, she she uh, she left the uh, she did leave um, the job, but essentially, we the word was that from her parents were gonna help her. Put uh, yeah, her yeah, into her, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, help her get your, your empathy does not help there at all. It does nothing. Yeah. It helps. Do you know what I mean? That's it a pure just... psychology thing. You can't go in there yeah. with a, your nicer and go, "Hey, what about?" Because you, it's like trying to grab somebody with a stick. You just push them away. You just every time you touch it, it just goes further away. It's, uh, obs it's obsessive compulsive disorder, yeah. uh, and it's an addiction. In, uh, uh, kind of you know it's a sort of addiction mm. and you can't unfortunately with these things you can't force people to get help in yeah, yeah. that's because they have to do it for themselves and that's really difficult you know this yeah. is why these addictions and the possessive compulsive disorders are so difficult to treat because the person actually has to do it you can't force treatment on well them, because it's know? so deeply embedded in the neurology that any words they're just bouncing off they're doing nothing yeah. it's right in the synapses of how your brain functions and how your neurosis in your synapses your brain is set up it's going oh do you think this and that it's nothing they've heard that a million times yeah. if anything yeah. like I said it, it could make it worse all their and, and they're very they're, good at lying as well yeah. these, you know well, that's what when you said she ate eating, it. Lie about not doing drugs. When you said she ate the chicken yeah. wing, and I thought she was going to say, "Oh, she's really talking about oh how lovely it is and how nice." I thought, is that the over exaggerating to sort of look? I'm no, doing they, what you they, want they, me to do. No, I, I wasn't there when it happened, so I, I was just told, you know, everyone said, "Oh, look, we thought so much," and then she said, "You know, because basically she'd have like half an apple for lunch." Yeah, do you know what I mean? Well, like, it's it, just it's very. I, sad, I knew yeah. somebody with dancing. She said that um, in the dance school, um, people would eat. Uh, an apple and then put a cotton wool bud in between each bite to sort of pad the stomach out like mm -hmm. and I thought, oh god so like, that's not mental well, well, i, I knew someone at dance college and they said the same thing they were like your homework this week is to not eat for three days oh, god. <laughs> and they're just like okay and she was like she just didn't eat she was she wasn't big she was like let's say a nor she was smallish she was petite but she was in kind of normal size ish you know for a, for a yeah. lady you know, 
She had hips, a bit of hips and a bit of curves. You know, she's a nice looking, nice looking girl. But like, well, I'm just saying she was normal size. I was going to say, you never she need a moment here, Charles. I've got hips. He's only got hips. I can't eat for six No, weeks. but she wasn't like skin, skinny thin. They were constantly going yeah. on about her that she she was a fat bitch and, you know, mm. need to lose weight. <laughs> and, like and I'm like, uh, and, and she, she'd pass out. She got to the point where oh, she was God. passing out a lot yeah. due to lack of food. And she'd just be like in the kitchen and stuff or like pottering around the flat and like just she'd just go the uh, a friend of mine she used to work in a, a model booking agency and she said like one day i think like there was whatever a load of them in there a load of the models in there and the boss basically got her because she you know um worked behind the desk and everything got to stand up and basically say you all need to you know if you don't you know diet properly and exercise you'll be look at her you'll have an ass as big as hers made her like <laughs> oh, God. made her like turn around okay. like this oh, like no. look at this pig look at That's this fat pig yeah yeah, not actually like not a pig um, at all. Just, just and, probably and any, a regular, a regular lady, yeah, regular just, size, yeah, lady, just know, someone, yeah, yeah, she had a, person, yeah, yeah. She had a great figure. Like she just, you know, you wouldn't ever look at her and go, "Oh, this is someone who could do with losing even just a teeny bit of weight." Just like, you know, just someone who's naturally <laughs> no, very thing, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know what I mean, like, yeah. All right, Charles. It's <laughs> going to burst into that. Uh, all I want to do is do it bigger, bigger. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, but it was just like. Fucking hell! Like, how do you do? It's a bit like that thing you were saying, like, oh, in the, in the channel, like, then they can just fire people. Like, imagine <laughs> just saying, like, oh, um, you've got to lose weight, otherwise you'll be as fat as this person. Like, in the office, like, not just like, oh, you'll be fat as you know, whatever, whatever celebrities mocked for being fat, you know, and not that that's necessarily better, but like in in the working environment, that person there, that's to be like, look at person this, there, or yeah. you turn okay. around, I want to show her something, right? But yeah, no, show well. them, what, show them what a pig looks like, <laughs> yeah. kind of show them what a, an ugly, can you go, disgusting, can you, ugly. Can you human make being, a pig noise? <laughs> <laughs> that was what Jack D yeah, said was he went to I think it was Weight Watchers and he said like oh they're so supportive when um, you know when you lose weight and they was like oh you lose it under here first don't you like he said but my god if you put on a, even half a pound they turn they're like look at him he put on, he put on half a pound he's a pig we've got a pig ladies and gentlemen they'll start chanting pig 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 put this pig nose on the roof laughing yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you God. get down your hands and knees and you scurry out of here yeah. now, yeah? Yeah, I've done some straw, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Well, uh, we, we, we should we lighten this, this up? Have we got any sort of in other news sort of subjects? I thought we kicked off my with my... Oh, sorry, I didn't punch my mic. Sorry, Karim. Uh, my Star Trek story about people sending fake papers about breaking Warp 10 was quite <laughs> oh, good in other which news. Is, yeah, which is really interesting because that is literally fake news. And this is, yeah. how these, this is how these bullshit studies and these bullshit science scientists and these weird theories that like yeah. that muddy the waters of actual research and actual facts and truth this is how this come about because there is no peer review you just pay money and then all of a sudden you can just have this this uh, this study that says whatever oranges make your head explode um is now the same as like newtonian physics you know what i mean they're mm. now on the same level because they're both appearing on this website but then and then you've got the computer the internet which is sort of helping them by filtering out we we want to give you what you want to see your brain yeah, is set up yeah. to see what it wants to see and we're just sort of helping that along by filtering everything out that you don't want to see i.e facts so then it, um, it speeds everything up Mm. I, I do have uh, this is that thing I've, I sort of stole from that other podcast I listened to the Ralph report about how I, I told you guys the um, in America there were these rich celebrities paying to get their kids into college you know oh, by yeah. faking their exam and there were two uh, Laurie Loughlin who's an actress and her husband Mar Mar Massimo Giannulli who's a fashion 
house owner whatever okay. um and they were saying no we're not guilty you know basically just thinking they could buy their way out of it they they refused to take the plea bargain the um, william h macy and all that yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. but but um oh, you said there was did... one couple that ain't saying sorry sort of thing yeah yeah, that was, yeah. but now now in a moment of brief victory they have pleaded guilty right at the last second yes, just before yes, yes. <laughs> yes. as the as the axe was sharp well i hope yeah i hope the axe is now higher than it would have been before if you had just uh, said they're sorry. saying unfortunately the problem is that uh, because of the uh, they're now trying to say that going to actual jail would be difficult because of well, the coronavirus to run no oh, because of coronavirus and cruel and unusual punishment or whatever because of yeah but didn't trump's mate he's got out didn't he one of trump's lot got out over that probably yeah What's well takeshi takeshi 69 everyone's favorite rapper like, got who, out who's the oh bloody oh, who's the one takeshi manifold no who's no, he snitched no he snitched <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it was the guy that snitched. yeah he absolutely snitched on the uh on the bloods the oh, him, right, yeah. no, Bloods, no, and or, Bloods and or the Crips. Who's one of the what, Trump ones that went down? He lied to the FBI and all that. I think that was uh, Manafort, wasn't it? Is that Manafort? Or is well, that... Did he go to jail? It's, it's hard to narrow down. Flynn. Here. <laughs> but I think, Flynn, no, that's Flynn, isn't it? The one, Flynn's been in the, the news recently, I think. Yeah, yeah. so he, he's got out because they said, oh, he's, got to, he's going back to his house. He's got staying in his house with his wife I think and that's his kids. maybe Manafort, yeah. Cause I Flynn think it was Manafort. Still... But yeah. he's playing, oh, because of the corona thing. And they looked at, the, there's nobody in that prison has one, there's one case of coronavirus. And then you look at the sort of state prisons where there's like hundreds of people that ain't got, and they have got coronavirus and no one's getting out over that. Yeah, so but that just, just clears room for them, doesn't it? And that's all. Yeah, that just help drop the I, numbers, yeah. I love he hasn't pardoned. He could pardon all those people. And he just hasn't. And they've shown like, he they've shown him proper loyalty. Like a lot of these guys kept their mouth shut. There's, some did do plea bargains and some did. did yeah, but to, to try, I've got my thing out of you. Now you're gone. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, well, you but can't, that's do, any, you can't do anything him. for me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, you, what you said, you're a loser. You got caught. You're a loser. Yeah, I mean, you that's what caught. he said. That's literally you're what he said. You're a loser. I don't I like, like the people who, who don't, get caught. Yeah, I like people who don't get caught. That's what I he like said about John McCain, wasn't there? The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, never mind that John McCain... Um, because he was the son of an admiral, the Vietnamese offered him an earlier release, you know, as part of a kind I think as a prisoner exchange, perhaps, or possibly just as an attempt, as a kind of gesture of goodwill. And he's, you know, but he wouldn't go early. He would wait, you know, inter he would wait his turn, as it were, to be released. But, you know, somehow Trump still spins that answer. He's basically a coward and a failure. Dickhead. <laughs> just, just like idiot. Just, yeah. You're, <laughs> just, you're like, oh, sure, well, whatever. It's like, there's no... To, uh, you can't beat him. To no, close, no, yeah. To close yeah. off, uh, have we got any sort of in other light entertainment news? <laughs> uh, I don't know about light entertainment news, but we are. We were saying about we were hitting refresh on whether Dominic Cummings is oh, going to yeah, get yeah. fired. Yeah. Yeah. We're this? now. This is now who... recording on the twenty fifth of May, twenty uh, fourth of May. I beg your pardon. I don't know who Dominic Cummings is. Um, so, do you remember who Alistair Campbell was? Is he he was the one, a spin guy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's a Tony spin, Blair. He was a spin, Tony Blair. Yeah. So this yeah. is basic. He is basically for want of a better thing, Boris Johnson's spin oh, okay, doctor. Right, but he also seemingly has a little more input on policy. Right. Yeah, he's the chief advisor, chief chief campaign guy, chief media dude, chief advisor. He's like his number one guy. And what's he done? Uh, so he drove to his... Uh, now, I read this and I thought that's not totally unreasonable. However, there has been another development. So well, there's been loads of lies. Everything yeah. he said is a lie, basically. So basically so he's a, he a had... sort of assistant to our Prime Minister. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's power behind the throne, I yeah. suppose we mm. could say. So he um, was showing mild symptoms of coronavirus. His wife also had coronavirus and what they decided to do was to take, because they were concerned that if they both got 
very ill very suddenly, there would be no one to care for their young children. So they decided to drive to his the, or her her parents or his parents? I think it's his parents. Um, I, I, it was the day he he was seen running, basically. The day Boris went to hospital, I think, he there was footage of him going into number 10 and literally running out of number 10 about half an hour later with like a couple of files in his hand. He just sprinted out, grabbed, jumped on his back. Oh, is that, was that what yeah, was? Because I day, had seen that footage. Day. Okay, and he went, fine, and, fine. and people were like, where the fuck is he going? Like, what? Like, that's a bit weird. The number one... <laughs> he knows the missiles just, are on route yeah, from Russia. Yeah, just, just like literally <laughs> Three terror, minute warning. terror on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Run the flees the building with files going, you know, and like money, yeah, suitcase of money and money. Suitcase, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love just, that we're laughing about the possibility of new jewels hanging out of the suitcase. Yeah, genuine drugs and stuff yeah. flying about. The, the Great um, Seal of England, yeah. <laughs> a vase under it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, so he sort of did. You know, he he ran and fled, and there was a, a big image, and people were like, eh? and it turns out that yeah, that he effectively, well, he did break lockdown. And fled. He knew he was. His wife was exhibiting symptoms. He, I think, later tested positive, and then they decided, knowing this, to drive. It was they said three hundred and twenty mile round trip, so one hundred and sixty miles to their his his parents' house to quarantine, breaking the the Just, curfew, breaking yeah, the um the, the lockdown. Um, but he's he was one of the chief people in charge of bringing in the lockdown and this was a couple of months ago when this was at its height and people you know they were demanding people if you go outside you will be arrested you will do this we will fine you you know and then he was flouting this and then it turns out as well um he said that he said it also was said that he was approached by the police and questioned by the police over this um number 10 said absolutely not he's not been questioned by the police the police issued a statement saying yes we did question him <laughs> and they said no no and they are now in an argument with the police saying that the police are lying and they this is all a liberal lefty plot to undermine uh brexit and the what's happening know, the, with brexit when's that line drawn is it uh december isn't it i think yeah. this year because so we are because we, we, I think it worked that they basically the thirty first of December last year when things seemed so nice yeah. and rosy and Brexit yeah. was all we were worried about we were just worried about the exchange rate on our euros, um, and so then it meant a year to so we have we've essentially left but this is the transition period yeah, to yeah. finalise the deal I believe that's correct but yeah. frankly who knows what the fuck with Brexit no so well that's why they wanted confusion confusion and fear. <laughs> Just yeah, just, it, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and we're heading to a no deal now. On top of this, just because they can kind of get away with no deal now, I feel really. Yeah, because I suppose um, you can say, well, the economy because of coronavirus, but it's, it's tanked anyway. You're not going to notice a, a, another dip, you know. In the I mean, I suppose at least it, everyone else will be fucked, so we won't look as bad by comparison. Just stick it on. Get Noel Edmonds out. Deal or no deal. Let's just go with that base <laughs> deal or no deal. Do you well, want that's, the that's, the, that's the language, isn't it? It's yeah. just yeah. come down to that. Do you want the red box or do you want the blue box? <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. with um, Dominic Cummings, though, yeah, he's um, he was a senior advisor and he was very hypocritical in pushing this. Is is the hypocrisy because he's pushing it? Um, you know, for everyone except for him, and he's yeah. been flouting these lockdown laws, and then he's been lying about it, and he's covering it up. His wife was writing a blog for the Spectator. And they were posting old photos. She said, oh, we're, we're in our London house oh, here. God. She wasn't. 
And like she, so she's lying, doing a daily blog about her lockdown experience, and it was all lies. And they're posting all photos up and stuff. Well, that's uh, what they're in London. I said a few podcasts ago about the thing that came out in America, where all these people were going online and say everything's fine. Meanwhile, they were literally selling their stocks and shares and buying shares in medical yeah. equipment. Yeah. At, but and then saying, well, we didn't know and all this sort of stuff, and it's not our fault. We got lots of shares and lots of things just randomly happened to sell out all our stock after meetings and then buy medical stock. Just this thing of just the corruption's just been allowed to happen. And it's not corruption in the <coughs> hundreds of thousands, it's trillions of pounds and billions mm. of pounds. And then they'll slag off teachers and people at schools and unemployment benefit for a few mm. quid when yeah. trillions are going missing. And well, well, said, they're, scared, but, they're literally complaining about people people getting money to buy food. Yeah. And they're letting food off like banks, people. Food banks and billionaires saying we can't be out of work for a month. Where's you know what again 10 decades of billionaire status where did the fucking profits go you can't have a handout but as he said before that what was i saying um he said there is socialism and he said there's capitalism for the poor and socialism for the rich they get all the tax breaks uh, they get all the money they get all the benefits there's literally fucking benefits they're on benefits they're constantly on benefits they have law firms constantly working for them to get those handouts from the government it's socialism exists for rich people but you're not money, yeah. poor. The money's being funneled up and yeah, down. Yeah. Oh god. And again, even them, like there's a, the, you know, we've had a, a month off, and they're we haven't got any money. We've been working as billionaires for ten years, but we haven't got any profit. We haven't got anything. We need a help. We need more money. Anyway, come on, end us end on uh, quickly. End on something. Uh, Krem's probably got a Turkish coffee waiting for him in the kitchen. Um, anything nice? Anything happening? Um. I'm, Char- I'm Charles has got nothing. Charles is working 24 Charles hours a day on this script. He's just slacker. He's, work- yeah. no, he's working on this slacker script enough, yeah. for full yeah. 24 hours a day. Get this script Ow. sorted. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, what, are you, what are you up to, Andrew? Anything? You're still working on your zombie? Oh, no, you finished your zombie script. Well, I finished the first draft of the of the zombie alien uh, creature. Oh, there's creature. aliens. Well. Yeah, there's aliens uh, in it as well. It's Zombies are no piece. threat. I never disagree. They're no threat. Just walk away. No, no, they're just in. The, but that's the thing. In this, they're sort of cannon fodder for the aliens. You know, they just use them to kill the yeah. pe- to kill as many people as possible and absorb the shots. Sort of, sort of like politicians up. and soldiers, really. But you're quite like you're quite yeah yeah. But you're quite <laughs> like this because it does it get. You know, you've said before. You know, you want an, a zombie film that starts off with the invasion. Yeah. So this is it. This is it. This is them trying to fight it. It's a philosophical oh, okay. piece, as I say. It's a sequel. So you to took an, my a, idea a, and wrote a script about it. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Well, did it exist before me? <laughs> it existed before you. I'm afraid to say. Um, mm. But yeah. So this is the sequel to the other film that's coming out Christmas called Creatures. We fought long and hard about the title. Um, and then yeah. So I've got to work on. I've got to wait for the notes because we're waiting for the executive producer to come back so his notes could come back in a month or they could come back you know i could switch my phone back on and see an email saying yeah. okay here are my notes for draft two can i have it next week um and then i've also got to work on a, a heist film and possibly uh something else this is in between having a job so i've suddenly gone from sitting about being drunk all 24 uh, 7 to now having loads of work to do but that's fine oh. it's better to be the way <laughs> Cool. Your wrists hurting you. No, oh, God, yeah, your exactly. Wrists, yeah, your exactly. wrists have gone flat and plump. And now it's well, that, that that certainly happened. No, no, the, the wrists were being the wrists were being uh, well. well on, uh, we'll end on up. fat, plump wrists. I think that, yeah. that tells you everything you need I'm to gonna, know. About the I'm going to end on a. Uh, speaking of boozing, I'm going to end on another Tommy Cooper joke because oh, the world yeah, needs on, Tommy definitely. Cooper. Of course. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Now more than yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so I'm on the all whiskey diet. I've lost three days already. <laughs> Hang on. So I'm on the all whiskey diet. Yeah, I've, I've lost, lost three three days already. All oh, right. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Have that fat wrist look, and Tommy, yeah, Cook, Tommy Cooper. Yeah. Do, uh, that's the end of the if show. You're in a good um, mood to look up Tommy Cooper jokes. Yeah. But do remember, your government does not care about you. Yeah. Let's end on that. What does he say in um, in V? What does he say? Um, and long live London or long God God save London. What does he say? The V, the character in V, the, uh, V for Dan Vendetta. Yeah, yeah. The um, um oh God save London. He end every the Big Brother sort of news reporter, the news guy in V for yeah. Vendetta, and at the end of every show he says long live London or something like that. Oh come on. I I've it's been a I got the comic upstairs actually the comics so. oh. <laughs> Big Charles run, original run. Con, it's gone for the original content at the end of, what does he say um, it's north north what do they call it north north Nordfire Northfire Nordfire what's that is that the channel oh, that's, the, that's the sort of ideology isn't it like oh. of the uh, well, anyway, whatever he says yeah. at that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So we'll leave it there. I mean, yeah, that was clear, really clear as mud yeah. as always. <laughs> it's a, it's a decent, decent film. It's a decent film. Cheerio. Right. And goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye everyone. Bye. Bye. I love that. Whatever I said, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>